The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. As Virginia deals with the opioid addiction crisis, some state lawmakers want to increase penalties for distributing any controlled substance that contains fentanyl. A Democratic-controlled Senate panel gave early approval to a bill that would make it a Class 4 felony punishable by up to 10 years in prison. Republican Senator Ryan McDougal voted for the bill. Fentanyl is killing more Virginians than gun crimes and traffic accidents together. We need to tackle it. The Virginia Department of Health reported last year that fatal drug overdoses, driven largely by fentanyl, have been the leading cause of unnatural death in Virginia since 2013. Democratic Senator Scott Suraville was the lone no vote Monday. Every study I've ever seen says that Jacking up the consequences typically has very little to do with deterring or preventing crime. He said the measure would result in overcriminalization, recalling the crack epidemic in the 1990s. 7 p.m. tonight at Main Street Station, Richmond Mayor LeVar Stoney is set to give the State of the City Address. The annual speech is billed as a way for community leaders to address concerns from the past year as well as to mark the city's achievements. Topics to be touched on this year might include the city budget, public safety and policing, and Richmond's housing crunch. The Virginia Board of Education will consider a new draft of state history standards on Wednesday. As Ben Pavier reports, some education groups and Democratic lawmakers have pushed for the process to be more transparent. The history standards, which establish benchmarks for standardized tests, have become a battleground since Governor Glenn Youngkin took office. One point of contention is the role conservative groups have played in the process. Democratic Delegate Suhas Subramanian proposed legislation requiring the Department of Education to release a list of groups and individuals it consults when developing standards. Parents deserve to know who is being consulted and who's providing input on the development of what our kids are learning. A Republican-led subcommittee voted down the bill last week. GOP Delegate Mike Cherry argued it was unnecessary because the department eventually handed over the information voluntarily. A spokesperson for VDOE says the latest draft of the standards incorporates input from groups critical of the previous proposal. That includes the Virginia NAACP and the Seek Foundation of Virginia. Ben Pavier, VPM News. A fourth lawsuit has been filed against Walmart and the alleged gunman's estate in the wake of November's mass shooting. Catherine Hafner with partner station WHRO News has the story. The complaint was filed in Chesapeake Circuit Court last week on behalf of the estate of Randall Blevins. 70-year-old Blevins worked at Walmart for more than three decades before he was killed during the shooting. The new suit asks for a total of $45 million in damages between Walmart and the estate of shooter Andre Bing. The family says Bing's intentional acts and negligence led to Blevins's wrongful death. The suit also wants to hold the company liable for the shooter's actions because he was working as an employee at the time. Three current Chesapeake employees have already sued the company, and Walmart asked a judge to dismiss them. 
Those were all represented by a Washington, D.C. firm. Virginia Beach attorney Greg Sandler is representing the Blevins family. They're seeking a jury trial. That was Catherine Hafner with partner station WHRO News. The timeline to open a performance venue planned along the James River in Richmond is being pushed back after a target date to begin construction was delayed. Corin Capshaw's Red Light Ventures says the 7,500-seat venue will open in 2025, according to Richmond BizSense. When the project was announced last year, a May 2024 date was the goal. The $27 million project is planned for about four acres of land behind Tredegar Ironworks, and construction was initially to begin in November 2022. Red Light says the project could yield tens of millions of dollars in tax revenue for the city. Repairs to a West End sewer line will close portions of Cary Street Road and Libby Avenue until August. The city's Department of Public Utilities began a three-phase plan Monday that closes Libby to through traffic between Cary and Matoica Road. This first phase will last about six weeks, according to the city. The second portion of the plan will close Cary Street in both directions between Three Chopped Road and Tuckahoe Boulevard, and the final phase will close the eastbound lane of Cary between Three Chopped and Tuckahoe. Detours will be in place 24-7, and the work is scheduled to take place from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. There are so many issues playing out in RVA. I mean, pretty much anyone will tell you. There's definitely a lot of poverty. Finding affordable housing. Traffic, public transportation. Climate change and heat islands. Trying to find childcare in Richmond area. I'm Rich Marr, host of a new VPM podcast called RVA's Got Issues. Listen to the podcast starting May 22nd. Do you have issues with RVA? Haven't found out yet. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> 